Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by the wonderful Kalina Liang to talk all about her latest series, Tell Me Everything. Um, you know, and this this is the first time that you've had a series regular role in a series. And so I was interested in, you know, what were some of the new challenges that you faced as you got cast in the role, as you had some of the scripts and some of the details, and we're starting to have conversations with the creative team in really thinking not just about how am I going to develop and, and form this character, but how am I going to create her in a way that I can continue to grow her episodically over the course of the season and over time as her story evolves and grows? Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of my training, most of my training was very theater based. Going into TV acting was definitely a new experience. And I'm very grateful, very happy to have gone through that experience. And I've learned so many things with the team that I was working with, the creatives, the cast, everyone was just so amazing and so supportive. But definitely there were a lot of things that I wasn't expecting, you know, especially I think during heightened scenes or emotionally heavy scenes, you kind of expect, I kind of went into it expecting like, we'll just film a scene and it will just go on. But, you know, there were times where we would be filming a scene and it would cut right before I was supposed to start crying. And then I'd have to go offset and, you know, chill for 20, 30 minutes, eating a croissant, chatting with the makeup team, the hair, whatever. And then they would go back on, they switch the camera. They're like, right, now we're ready to go. This is when you start bawling your eyes out. Ready? I was like, um, <laughs> yes. So I think it was just technical things like that. I really was like, I'm experiencing this for the first time. And as the days and the weeks gone got, went on, I got more and more used to it. So, you know, after that, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna talk to anyone and just kind of stay in the emotion. And obviously the director, Richard, he was very, very supportive, very helpful. And I'm very happy with the work that we created. And I think another challenge was also the fact that everything was shot out of sequence. So, you know, during the first week, we'd be filming a bit of episode one, then two, then three, and, and then we we're jumping back and forth. So I think I really had to keep a really clear headspace for May and her character and know exactly what she was feeling at all of the points of the story. So I was able to develop her and show her in the way that she was written because she is kind of a, a hard shell to crack. And be because of what you were saying there in terms of the relationship with the camera being one of those elements as well, and, and especially with, with your background in training in a lot of theater aspects, was there also an adjustment just in terms of finding what's the level of performance that I'm giving? Because it's not even just that it's a difference on camera. It's, you know, this is what I'm giving because we're in a wide shot. This is what I'm giving for over the shoulder. This is what I'm giving for a real close up. And those are slightly different tenures and, and dynamics to play with within your performance as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of, a lot of adjusting with that, but I think luckily because I've had a lot of camera training before coming onto the show, I felt more comfortable because I remember when I first went into camera training and I watched my tape back, my face was just so animated. My eyebrows were moving and I was like, this is horrifying. So I think I had to learn to control my emotions and my face to kind of show everything, you know, with your eyes and things like that. So that really helped. But I think obviously going into it, it also really did help having such good, amazing directors like Marley and Richard, you know, they would tell us exactly what the shot was like, what they needed from us, what we should do to kind of help to achieve what they wanted to shoot for the certain scenes. And yeah, every scene looked, you know, the same, but every single shot we were doing different things technically, 
because of the camera and things like that. But it was all such a great learning experience. And now I can, you know, confidently say that I pretty much know what it's like to be on camera. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and with May as well, because she's a character that you were saying, you know, she's a hard she's a hard nut to crack and she really intentionally doesn't want to give too much of herself away when she first meets people um you know because sometimes she's telling the truth sometimes there's a different dynamic that she's presenting and so there's there's a lot of subtlety in terms of your performance that you need to be able to play to in regards to that um and oftentimes she's very observational and very quiet in a lot of scenes because she's more focused on watching and paying attention to everybody else than having them engage with her directly um and so how did you set about finding that level of subtlety that you needed for a character like this and for your performance yeah it was very interesting I think because I don't and I haven't watched anything back when we're filming what I think that I'm doing you know isn't exactly always what you see on screen and I think everyone feels this way every actor must feel this way with on camera acting but it was definitely a balance for me to find with her and I I got the hang of it more so towards of like, you know, towards the middle and towards the end. But I think in the beginning, um, I always felt like I was doing more and a lot more, but the director would always tell me to do more and more and more. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm being really, really dramatic right now. But watching it back, I'm like, oh, wait, this looks super subtle and natural. So it, it was a little bit of a, a shock for me, I guess, watching it back, but I think it all worked out perfectly. And I think it's just putting the trust in the directors, you know, throughout all of the process. And I think in the beginning, I 100% after meeting Rich, after meeting Marley, working together, they were like, look, you're not gonna, don't watch anything back, trust us. We're obviously gonna wanna put the best version of your yourself and your character for the show. So I definitely just gave all my trust away. And it was one of the best decisions I made because I stopped overthinking, you know, I just think, if they think that was a good take, it was probably a good take. And yeah, I mean, it looks great. So I'm very happy. <laughs> I love it. And there's there's such a juxtaposition to the delivery of May against these other characters that yeah. you know, are very verbose and very outgoing. And, you know, particularly that's that's what starts to engage Johnny because everybody doesn't know how to behave around him after his, his dad passes away in episode one. And for her, she's very deadpan. She's very sarcastic. She's willing to kind of tease him a little bit about it. Um, and so when you were first working with the scripts, kind of how or, or whereabouts did you find that that sense of, of kind of like sardonic humor and, and some of the deadpan delivery that you've ended up giving in that regard? So it's actually very funny with with me and May, we're, I, I feel like, I don't know if you get the vibe talking to me right now, but I feel like we're completely two different people. <laughs> and I think when I first got the character, when I first got the script, I was like, oh my God, I'm so far from this girl. How, how do I bring her to life? I was freaking out a little bit, but I guess it just worked out. And I think I tapped into the side of myself that I normally won't show or this side of myself, I kind of just, I don't know, hide under, I don't know. I pulled this darker side of me out, you know, sometimes music really helped as well. And I just, it was most of the time, like I think May says exactly what she wants to say. She doesn't hide anything. You can see whatever she's thinking on, like on her face. Although, you know, she does lie and manipulate but she will never act fake during a situation, I think. So I tapped into, that side of myself, stop masking everything. And 
I, I appreciated her sarcasm. So I think that's something that I had in common with her in the beginning. But again, it was it was a progress of me learning to kind of get into her. And I think after the first week, it just felt like as soon as I had the wig on, as soon as I had the costume, it was like, boom, I was her, you know, especially with her makeup and her costume. It was it's so distinct and so different to how I dress. That also really helped me get into her character. And and yeah, I think she is she sees the world in such a such a different way to everyone else that that's just super different about her and I think perhaps that's what attracted Johnny as well but also she forced that on a lot to kind of make that relationship blossom in the beginning <laughs> and because you were talking about when when you first got the scripts I was also interested in in just some of that journey in terms of the audition process because even the audition process gives you such a chance to start to get to know details and start to develop a relationship with the character and so what was the foundation that you feel like you'd already understood in her once you started getting those first scripts when you'd been cast and seeing a little bit more of where that was all going yeah, so the first scripts that we actually got were very different to what they were now after we we were actually filming. But I guess more or less the character stayed the same. So I think when I first got my first audition, it was very vague. One scene, you know, like maybe two pages. I was like, right, this girl's weird. She's described as an oddball. Very few people on this earth understand the world in on her wavelength and I was like interesting and I think when I got called back everything was done over zoom so that was also another challenge but we I got sent more more scripts and I was like okay I see that she gives off this hard exterior but I can tell that she has internal struggles and there are vulnerable moments where she keeps to herself and that's kind of when I start to learn about her more and that's when I kind of feel like okay I do have a lot in common with this character and she's not just completely out of reach for me so yeah. Was, was it helpful in the fact as well that the show does give you, you know, there's mo- little moments that we kind of see the cracks in her armor. Like, you know, she comes home and she just closes the door and she's in her room by herself and, and moments like that, where we really get to see the truthfulness of her emotions, because with everything going on in her family, the fact that she doesn't have anyone to confide in close to her and she's in an environment where everybody at school is a completely new person to her as well. feels like those moments give us a completely different window into the character. Exactly. Yes, definitely. And I think because she's so lonely and isolated and really lost in herself, I don't think she necessarily knows how to interact with people and make friends, which is, I think, another reason why she makes such destructive decisions and is manipulative, because maybe she's thinking that's the only way that she can get friends, because she doesn't really know how to navigate the world. But also, she's battling all of these demons that she has, you know, with her family and how alone she feels even with her sister, they're not super close. So I think you definitely see two sides of her. And I think as the series goes on, you kind of see that start to merge together, which is really nice because I think you can see her develop and you know show a little bit more of herself to the outside world. But definitely, I mean, she's so easily misunderstood and I don't blame people for, for judging her and you know seeing the way that she is because of the way she acts, but also when she's at home and when she's alone you're like okay she is just a 16 year old girl who's really lost and is struggling and she doesn't really have anyone to confide in because she doesn't have family and she doesn't have friends and 
it's honestly really sad. And I really, really felt for her, you know, filming, filming the series for sure. And there's some ways in which it feels like she has a very strong sense of self and identity and some ways in which it feels like that has completely disintegrated around her. You know, even going back to what you were saying about the the hair and and the costumes and the makeup and the way she expresses herself to the world is very specific and and very thought out for her as a character. Um, But then there's that moment where her mom's her mom's kind of rallying against her being like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And her response is, well, neither do I either. Um, Mm -hmm. and so for you, what was, what did you view as that relationship of, of her being someone that, that had clearly always had quite a strong sense of self, but is in this moment and this dynamic of, you know, very much coming of age, but also then everything disintegrating around her, turning everything upside down. I think as teenagers growing up, I mean, I kind of went through this as well. You always feel like you know exactly what you want to be and what you want to look like and the way you want to portray yourself to the outside world. But when you go home and you know you take off the makeup you take off your clothes and you look at yourself in the mirror you are always feeling just a little bit lost and I think that's exactly how May is I think when she found out you know the news about her her father and stuff like that she made a really drastic decision to change her hair to to do all of that but not really because that's the way she's like this is me now I want to look like that but because she just wanted to change she wanted something to to feel she wanted to just do something so that she could express maybe her internal turmoil out towards something and I think for May it was it was her hair and her makeup and the way that she dressed and the way that she acted around certain people those destructive decisions because she she just felt lost she was so She's so internally frustrated. She has nothing else to kind of let it out to. She has no one to talk to. She has no one to rant to, you know. Um, and and yeah, and I just think with teenagers growing up, you kind of feel like they have such a strong sense of who they want to be, what they want to look like, how they want to talk. But most of the time, that all changes when they kind of hit their 20s and they're like, oh, I really thought I knew what was going on, but not really. <laughs> and I, so I think she also just went through that. And I feel like every teenager goes through that. So it's a very coming of age, very relatable situation for, for kids, I think. And, and you're bringing up everything that goes on with, with her dad. And, and when she has that, those first couple of interactions with her biological dad, and in essence, she has this idea of, of how she's going to be received by him. And it's completely different. You know, his response is, I have a family, please don't contact me again. But then the story that she projects at home is he's excited to get to know me. He's never stopped thinking of me. Um, and so how did you want to form those elements of protectiveness? You know, that's a form of self-preservation. I need to tell myself this story because I still need this to be true because I haven't processed the the reality of what this situation is right now yeah I that was it was definitely it was a very heartbreaking moment for her I think and I think you know I also struggle with similar issues growing up so I really really felt for her in that moment and I think you know when you have parents that are divorced and you kind of don't really know what to expect as a child growing up you know especially seeing stuff on tv seeing other families loving their kids you really just do expect the world to be a simple place because you don't know how marriage works you don't know the dynamics of your parents you just think that if they gave birth to you if they're in your life or you know they made you like as a baby they will want to be in your life and it's very heartbreaking and she obviously had to find out the very hard way and I think to her, she keeps lying to herself because 
it hurts too much to deal with the truth. And I also, I feel like growing up did that a, a lot as well. And I think a lot of kids do that growing up because there is some stuff that you feel like you're too young to even understand how to feel and how to navigate and how to make yourself feel better about. So I think for May, because also on top of that, she had no one to talk to. She was so isolated in this world. She just kind of decided to tell herself one day he will accept me. He will want me in his family and he's going to regret all of this. And yeah, it's, it's super, it's super hard for her, but I, you know, she does learn and she does grow. Yeah. And, and she is someone who at the beginning of the series is engaging in self-destructive behavior. You know, it it feels like she doesn't necessarily feel like she's going to be in this place for very long. And so Mm. relationships don't matter and getting close to people don't, doesn't matter as much. Um, And maybe that's part of why she starts engaging in some of the manipulation, some of the lies, you know, taking someone's phone. Oh, I never took your phone. I never sent these messages, Um, you know, because she's starting to combust things for people around her. Um, And Mm. so how did you, how did you kind of like, play around with her relationship with where that all stems from, because it's clearly all coming from a place of her inside, um, you know, and just a feeling of it doesn't really matter if everything blows up because some of the worst things have already happened to me in my life. Well, yeah, it's exactly what you said just there. Like, it doesn't matter if everything blows up because I'm already on rock bottom type vibe. But I also think for her, stealing Neve's phone and kind of messing her relationship with Johnny a little bit, rocking that boat is her way of getting to Johnny. It's like, okay, I see Johnny right now. He's someone who's damaged. He's vulnerable. I'm damaged. I'm vulnerable. I want him in my life. How am I going to do that? The closest friend that he has is Neve, and I kind of see that Neve likes him a little bit. Let's break that up. So I think this is her thought process, and she will do whatever it takes to get get what she wants. So she's like, she's gonna take her phone. I'm gonna mess mess it up with her drug dealer a little bit and see what happens. But to her, it's like, hopefully that will get me a relationship with Johnny. You know, so she's not completely ruining everything else. She's just going about it in very unconventional ways, but. I definitely tapped into the side of myself that I, I don't know. It was, it's almost like this other life that I wish I could live, you know, cause as a child growing up, I was always really shy. I never really wanted to do anything to like hurt anyone or make anyone angry. And I, this time, you know, put like getting into costume, have that makeup. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to do whatever I want. And this is great. So I really tapped into that. It's like the life that I never had. So it was really fun playing her. I love that, you know, and, and also in in talking about the the dynamic between May and Johnny, um, I wanted to ask a little bit about how you and Eden Davies created a lot of the subtext in terms of that, because whenever they're around other people, there's an entire dialogue and conversation and, and connectivity between them because she's the only person that knows his secret early on. Um, and so there's all these kind of silent communications and even just whether it's a connective moment or him actually being afraid that she's going to tell everybody and her kind of playing around with it a little bit in terms of her wordplay and the things that she starts dropping. Um, yeah, it was very fun working with Eden. We definitely had a really good, good relationship, you know, onset offset. It was like working with a friend, but we had a lot of fun with creating this weird relationship of May and Johnny. Cause they're just both so toxic for each other, but I think growing up, like you get into a lot of these toxic relationships because you don't know what's good for you. And, you know, later on things happen and perhaps they find out. But I think in those moments of kind of, 
her teasing him and stuff like that. I just think it's just May having fun. She's like, she's like in the beginning, I wanted to get him and now I've got him in like the middle of my palm and I can do these things and provoke him. I'm never gonna tell a secret because he, he she never told anyone, but it's kind of just the joy and kind of the comfort of knowing that she has him and he has her. I think that's also another thing that she wanted to prove, kind of just pushing the boundaries of like, okay, I'm gonna scare him a little bit, but I'm also always gonna prove to him at the end of the day, I won't break his trust and I won't tell people you know, his secrets, because I want him to be able to confide in me afterwards. That's not to say that she doesn't lie to him, but I just think it's it's just having that comfort of knowing that he's going to want to come to her. I also love the scene, uh, I think it was an episode one between the two of you, where he's kind of up this this structure and she comes up and is just like, don't jump. But it's, <laughs> it then becomes this very playful kind of like cat and mouse situation between the two of them where she's then dangling off the edge and almost slips over. Uh, and so what was the dynamic of, of finding a lot of the different beats within a scene like that, where it's it's both an emotional scene, it's also a very playful scene. There's, there's comedic elements at play between the two of them. And then even just, you know, probably some stunt work in terms of falling off the edge as well yeah so that scene it was really fun to film one of my favorite days ever but I think with the dialogue another reason why I think Johnny finds the soft spot in May and confines in her it's because instead of everyone else being like my Johnny like what's wrong you know really trying to get deep with it May's just very like you know like we can start a support group if you want haha <laughs> like she's very sarcastic with it she's very like I know you're messed up. I'm messed up too. They're kind of on the same wavelength as they've also, they've both been been through a lot and they're both very vulnerable. But I think May just has that other way of going about it. That's not super like sympathetic and, you know, very counselor-esque. So I think that's another reason why Johnny decided to confide in her. But also obviously because she was pushing his limits, really like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you going to tell me? Because if not, I'm going to let go. I'm going to dangle off this edge. And he's like, oh, my God. Okay, I'll tell you. Fine, I'll tell you. And she gets him to say this whole thing about how he really feels. And I think it's one of the first times he's ever even said that to himself. And I feel like that probably evoked a nice release and a nice feeling for Johnny, which then causes them to kind of become closer in a sense. Um, but yeah, there was also a lot a lot of stunt work for that day. I remember they hired a stunt double and I was like, no, I want to do everything myself. Like this looks so fun. So I ended up doing all the stunt work myself. It was super fun and I learned a lot. So yeah, loved it. <laughs> that that seems also one of the moments where we we see just the complete lack of fear in her as a character uh, you know and there's there's even the way that she drives the car when they leave the house party in episode two and everybody's in the back and she's just completely gunning it because she doesn't have any fear and it's almost like she's got this very different relationship with the idea of mortality um, which mm-hmm. goes back to a little bit of what you were saying before did you find that a lot of those aspects of these are the spaces that she's very afraid of everything around her in life on a personal and emotional level and then these are the spaces where she really just doesn't care and there's just no fear left in her um you know because she's been broken by everything going on did you find that that the writing and the scripts really gave you those two different dynamics in a lot of places definitely I think emotionally she was very vulnerable but she never showed that and I think 
the way that she went about dealing with those emotions, not saying that it is the health, the most healthy way, I don't really suggest this, but she, she almost wanted to provoke herself, you know, with hanging off of the roof and dangling and being like, whoa, like, that was cool. It's like that made me feel something so that I could forget the pain that's ringing in the back of my head. And, you know, again, with the car, she just loves adrenaline. She loves doing whatever it is. Like, she she's not scared because she's like, if anything does happen, it's not like I have much to lose. And I think that's her mindset. And it, it is really sad, actually, if you think about it. Um, she's so young to begin with. But I think, you know, kids struggling with, with depression and and just a lot of issues growing up, you're too young to even know how to resolve them. That's what I was saying before. So I just think people, well, May specifically, acts out in these extreme and insane ways to almost comfort herself. And I, I think that's why she does all of those things. And that's why she's not scared because to her, that's her happy place, her comfort place, because she's feeling something other than lost and you know, the sadness and stuff like that. And because she's going through such, such a relationship with her own vulnerabilities and, and really starting to reconcile and trying to figure out her own way of dealing and processing with things as you were shooting the season, um, how did you set about finding just these are the places where, okay, maybe she's at peace with this little piece of things, even if she's still not completely okay. And just what that journey and that evolution and that growth and change was going to be in her. Mm -hmm. I think, I think going along with the script, it, it was, it was good because I started learning more and more and more about her as the season went on. And I think in the beginning, again, as I was saying, I was super confused. I was like, why is this girl acting the way that she is? Why is she so crazy? <laughs> and then you see this other softer side of her. And then you see what she goes through with people at school, people outside of school, I don't want to spoil too much. And I think I really started to understand her and I really started to understand the way that she saw the world. And I think really she's just someone who's very lost and very scared. And I think because she thinks people are going to hurt her, she'd rather hurt them first, you know, so that there is no possibility of her getting hurt because she's already burned that bridge. So she very there's very little time where she gives her heart away, where she gives her a hundred percent, where she shows her vulnerability to the, to the outside world. Because I think with everything she's gone through, she doesn't have trust. And she thinks a lot of the things or people are out to get her, which I don't blame her for feeling that way. Well, I mean, it's, it's such a great character and I really loved your, your performance in the show. So really appreciate you talking about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you so much for this. I had a lot of fun. <laughs>